We establish teachers of Torah in every single district, in every single region, in every single city, in any city that does not have a local school for children to study Torah. We excommunicate the people of that city until they establish a school for them to study Torah. If they don't establish this, then we, uh, we uh, excommunicate the city indefinitely until they establish it. This might actually have to be changed. It's supposed to say, the city deserves to be destroyed. Because the world only sustains and exists on the merit of the breath of the students, the children studying Torah, whose mouths are not tainted by Avedis. May we bring children to the school to study at the age of six or seven, according to the child's physiological strength, excuse me, according to the child's uh, uh, physiological abilities, uh, his strength, and his uh, physical health. And less than six years old, we don't bring him to school because he's too young for the rigorous schedule that Ramam will describe soon. The teacher could hit them, or should hit them, in order to instill fear in them in the importance of studying if they're being uh, if, if they're not applying themselves. If he doesn't hit them as one hits an enemy, with cruelty, rather just in order to discipline them. So you should not hit them when he's at a sense out of being angry at them for defying his rules or things like that. Just simply simply to benefit them. That should be his motivation. If that's not his motivation, you should not hit them. Fichan, therefore, you should not hit them with sticks or a rod, rather with a small strap. You should teach the children the entire day and part of the night in order to educate them the importance of studying Torah every single day and every night. The student should never stop learning. And no, no day should not have learning, including summer, including summertime. With the exception being Fridays or Erev Yontif towards the end of the day. And on Yontif itself also, they do not go to school. But on Shabbos itself, they should be taught Torah. They should not study something new. They should review on Shabbos. We never uh, uh, have the children stop learning any days. Even if, uh, for the purpose of building the base of Migdash, which of course tells you the fundamental, the fundamental, uh, how fundamentally cr- uh, crucial children studying Torah is. Halacha Gimel. is a teacher of students of children. He leaves the children during the time he's supposed to teach them. Or he does another work while he's teaching the children. So he does stock tradings on his phone while he's teaching the kids or he's lazy in teaching them he's not efficient he's in the category of those who we say cursed be those who do the work of Hashem which is teaching which is Hashem's work with trickery therefore in you should not select a teacher you have to be somebody who fears Hashem and is proficient in uh uh Reading and being specific in, 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 in instruction. So to be a teacher, you have to be Yerushalayim. You also have to be proficient in the art of teaching, and of course, know the material. Only one or the other. You could be a great teacher, but you're not Yerushalayim, or very a big Yerushalayim. Doesn't have to teach. It's not a good teacher.
Halacha Gimel. Umish ain't Isha, an unmarried man, Loi Lama Tanaka, should not teach children Tatum, or anything else, because of their mothers. Habayas as Albinem who come to the children to bring them to school, pick them up, or bring them to lunch if they forget their lunch, and it's not appropriate. The Chol Isha, the Chol Isha, Loi Tanaka, a woman should not teach children. Even if she is married, because of the fathers of the kids, who come to their sons for the same reason. What is the appropriate teacher to student ratio? 25 students can learn by one teacher. If it was more than 25, up to 40. We have another teacher who helps him with the, stu- with the, stu- with the teaching, so a teacher's assistant. If it was more than 40, you have to have two separate teachers, divide the cl- cl- class in half, and you have 20 kids in each class. You're allowed to take a child from one teacher to another teacher, even though he may, may, might take him time to get used to things. If the second teacher is faster than the first teacher, or more proficient than the first teacher. Whether he's better in terms of the chomish, or in terms of diktuk, the grammar, and the, the, the proficiency. When is it okay? When both teachers are one city, and there's no river separating the uh, the two schools uh, between the, the, where the student lives and the other school. But merely but from one city to another city, or if it's even the same city, but he has to cross the river to get to the other school. You don't take the child over there. Unless there was a strong bridge, strong structure over the river, which is not likely to fall uh, anytime soon. So, in other words, in your enthusiasm to give your child the best higher education, do not endanger the child. Don't think it's a serious nefesh and it's It's not. Make sure the child's safe. Halacha Zayin. There are certain laws in Tehra that prohibit somebody from uh, opening a competing business near someone else's business because it will threaten his parnasa. There's also halachas about what a person who joins a apartment building or a co-op or a courtyard is allowed to do and not allowed to do in terms of parnasa in the courtyard because of the traffic and commotion it'll, and, and, and it'll create in the courtyard. Halacha Zayin tells us that, that none of that applies to the halachas of teaching children Tehra. If one person who is a member of an, of an alleyway, which is a collection of courtyards, wants to become a teacher of, of Torah for children, even if he's a member of that specific courtyard, the other mem- neighbors, even of the immediate courtyard, and certainly the general alleyway, may not protest. Similarly, a teacher of, of students of Tehra, who comes and opens up a competing, a competing school right across the street, he should have other students learn by him. Even if his objective is to attract the students of the first school to come to the second school, nobody can protest against him. The pasuk says, Hashem desires for the sake of his own righteousness, to make Tehra great and glorious. So the more the better, there are no restrictions on the context of when and where a person can teach Torah to children.